Petersfield's Shine Radio. Growing together with Claire Venice and Steve Amos on Petersfield's Shine Radio. Hello and thanks for joining us in Growing Together. I'm Claire Venice and I'm with Steve Amos and we're down once again at the Adhurst Estate Allotment. Good morning. Hi Steve. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. A bit cooler today than it's been for the last few days, isn't it? <sighs> I love this heat. This is the heat this I is can perfect, enjoy. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Especially if you've got to do things. I mean, we're about to go on holiday and it's going to be really hot, but we're on holiday. We're sat by a pool. We're going to water parks. We're going swimming in the sea. You can cope with the hot weather when it's like that. But when you've got to do stuff and exist and garden or do your day job, whatever, your day job might be lucky enough to be a gardener. Mm. But doing that in 37 to 40 degrees is just not pleasant, is it? No, no. it's not, I don't think, well, I definitely don't enjoy it either. No. I just don't want to do anything. No. And yet I can see, particularly with the garden, you know, everything does need doing. You need to water, you need to look after, you've got to feed, you've got to deadhead. Absolutely. Pick your produce. There's so much to still do. Well, I came up here on... I think it was Tuesday morning it was. I thought I'd get up here, and I was up here for sort of half seven, quarter to eight. And by the time I left, I was just a horrible, sweaty mess, quite frankly. And I was only here for an hour. You know, I thought I'd get an hour in before work, in the greenhouse and just weeding the onion bed and stuff like that. Literally, just a sweaty, horrible mess. It was disgusting. I mean, it's interesting because we have experienced, haven't we, the hottest temperatures ever recorded in this country at the end of July. And... There's going to be more. So how is that going to affect how we garden? I just think we need to we need to adapt. And it's interesting, isn't it? Because from a watering perspective, you know, we've, we've talked about watering a bit. And I know I write about it quite a lot in the article. And I go on and on and on and on and on about it to the members here at the Allotment Association. Established plants generally are okay. You know, water them once a week, water them every five days. They don't need, things don't need watering every day. You, you look at the trees around the hedgerows and the wildflowers and all that lot. People don't water those and they do okay. My flower beds here have had a watering once a week. But they're all starting to bloom. They all look fairly healthy. But there's massive, great big cracks in the ground. You know, I think, I think plants are, generally, plants are fairly resilient as long as they're established. You know, don't, don't get me wrong, plants need looking after. But I think people do, do go mad and overwater. And it just, they just don't need it. Your greenhouse, absolutely. You know, I came down here the other day and I was in, in charge of looking after the, my neighbour's greenhouse and everything looked very sad and I'd not watered for, for a day and a half and it was looking a little <laughs> a little sorry for itself, should we say. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, generally, generally, I think plants are resilient. Do we need to change the way we garden? Probably we need to look at irrigation systems or mulching more or, you know, more environmentally friendly ways of, of gardening to cope with the heat but generally I think I think we're all right it's interesting I was at the Hampton Court Palace flower show yeah. uh, earlier on in July and I spoke to some of the garden designers there and one garden designer in particular was talking about how we need to adapt potentially for more of a Mediterranean climate right, okay. and to plant flowers like lavender and rosemaries you know the sort of plants that, that are already kind that of that thrive in that, that sort yeah, of environment enjoy yeah, yeah. That. yeah enjoy that heat I mean you can, open it. you can get drought resistant varieties of, of plants that are, are really tough but at the end of the day it's hot like that I don't know three to five days a year in this country I, I was reading something on Facebook the other day you know nine, when was the, the really hot summer I'm far too young to remember it me but, too but, but I think it was 76 but we, we <laughs> you know the, the stats were 
I think it was like 20 days with temperatures in excess of 25 to 28 degrees, you know, and 10 of those days in excess of 35 degrees. You know, we've had three days of hot weather. Mm. <laughs> the word, red warnings, we're all going to die. You know, <laughs> yeah. come on. The tomatoes it has, will love it, won't it they? It has actually? been hot. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it has been hot. And, you know, and thank goodness there's been less cyclists on the road, you know, because <laughs> it's been too hot for those people on their bicycles to get out there and ride. But... Joking aside, it's been hot for three days. It's 24, 25 degrees today. It's the average summer temperature in this country. Let's just get on with it. It's my opinion. Grumpy old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that I, for one, have missed picking my black currants. I left them a bit too long on the plant. Right. Uh, they were sort of ripe and then the hot weather hit. Yeah. And now, of course... They're overripe and they're all a little bit wrinkled and horrible. So do you not make put them in a put them in a pan and make a, a juice with well, them. Well, there are some still on the okay. on the bushes. Uh, the black birds are enjoying them. I bet they are. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and that's fine. Let them have a little bit. They haven't had much water recently. Yeah, I will make jam. I like to freeze them so I can have some for crumbles in the, okay. the winter time. Yeah. I love a black currant and apple crumble. It's delicious in the winter. What about black currant vodka? Oh, I tried that. So on the same principle of slow gin. Yeah. Freeze your black currants, put them in a litre of vodka with a bit of sugar, mix it up, leave it for a while, put it through some kitchen paper to filter it. Well, that Ooh. sounds lovely, actually, doesn't it? <laughs> Over ice. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> nice to You're welcome. Thank you, <laughs> Give it a go. Yeah, no, why not? Why so what not? have you been enjoying down on your allotments? A bit of harvest, um, totally. Well, you can, you can have everything, anything you want for dinner, as long as it's got beans and, and courgettes with it, quite frankly. <laughs> Once again, I've grown three courgette plants, and I can't keep up. Mm. I was away for the weekend, just gone, and I come back, and courgettes have turned into marrows. I know technically they're still just big courgettes, but um, yeah, it's just crazy. You just can't keep up with it. I, you know, and as much as you ask people to pick stuff, everybody grows a courgette plant or two. So nobody wants courgettes and so nobody picks them. So yeah, so that's from a veg point of view. As you can see, potatoes, all the green has been cut off. Mm -hmm. So the skins are setting nicely. I will sort those out. They'll just stay there quite happily now for the next week or so. Um, could they stay there longer if you wanted to yeah, leave them without the leaves on? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And what I actually do is, because I grow mine in bags, what I do is I empty the bags out, sort out the ones for the show bench, so get a couple of sets of each variety for the show bench, and everything else I put back in the bags in layers with compost and just put them under cover by my shed. Keep them in the cool. And just keep them in the cool, in the shade, and they're fine for months. Really? Yeah. You store them right it's, there? It's a, bit, it's a variation on the old Victorian veg clamp. You know, when you layer them and cover them in sawdust or straw and what have you. It's the same sort of principle, and it works for me. Oh, do they not start sending out little tubers if they're in the compost? Later on in the year they do, mm. but they're quite happy for a few months. Oh, OK. Just sat there like that. That's and, interesting. Know, and I don't grow that many potatoes, really. Um, but we did have a treat the other day at home. The potatoes are ready. The, the, the earlies were obviously ready. And I said to the girls, should we have some potatoes for tea? And they're like, yeah. So we went out with a fork into the garden and a tray, dug enough potatoes quite frankly to feed about 10 <laughs> cut them up just boiled mm. with a bit of butter lovely oh my goodness the whole lot went did they <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they tasted so we had nice. some chicken and potatoes and a bit of green stuff and um, yeah the potato Harriet was just like can I have some more can I have some more can oh, I have some more and the whole lot went because I was going to do a potato salad the next day but no there was none left oh lovely <laughs> nothing like that though nice melted butter no, on absolutely. the potatoes Delicious. so that's from a produce point of view but the carrots are looking good. I think I think oh, we're, we're almost ready to, to start pulling carrots, I think. Oh, Steve, don't tease me. I've been I looking forward to this moment. If you fancy having a go, we'll, we'll go and we'll wander over there in a moment and uh, 
pull a carrot live, live oh, on the radio. Yes, Makes great radio. <laughs> we'll we'll try must, and describe if, it. So if it's, it's not good, you've got to pretend it's really good. <laughs> and it's the most magnificent carrot you've ever seen. <laughs> I'll take a photo. Brilliant. Perfect. <laughs> brilliant. Oh, yes, it. that would be brilliant. How great. They, I mean, from where I'm sitting, they look, they look good. The, the parsnips and the carrots both look healthy. Fingers happy. crossed. Well, the proof is in the pulling, as they say. Yes. Yeah. But other than that, flowers, the flowers are starting to come now. The first flush of dahlias and the ones that I put a really early stop in are coming now. The pom-poms, they're, they're always first out and they're, they're looking amazing. I, I love them. It's nature at its best, in my opinion. The, this, the form of a pom-pom dahlia is just beautiful. Yeah, it's just incredible. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. And then you can see, see some of the collarettes are out as well and some of the um, honkers as well. So... Uh, yeah, and I've been picked. Gladioli seem to come really early. I've noticed they're out. Yes. Yeah. Done. Amazing. So I'm hoping for some later ones because I'll have none for the shows because they're, they're all out. My neighbours are, are doing well. Friends, friends and neighbours are doing well with Gladioli. Whether they like them or not, they're all having them in their house. <laughs> That's nice though, but that is early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Obviously due to the heat. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Yeah. And again, from a watering perspective, they've hardly had any water and they've been amazing. And they, and they look stunning. You know, I picked... Picked a dozen, probably a dozen gladioli last night and sort of split them in half and one neighbour got one half and one got the other and they were delighted with them. I bet they were. And isn't it great just being able to give people flowers? Yeah. Like, especially homegrown ones. They're gorgeous, aren't they? Yeah, something special. Okay. I've been really enjoying my cutting flowers, actually, throughout my garden this year. Just a couple of times a week I go out there and then I fill a vase up yes. with everything that I've got. It's just, I love it. How are your sweet peas? Well, I've got two patches of sweet peas so one is still doing really well and the other I noticed has already turned over and the seeds are setting yeah. but I'm really shocked about I've literally Again, I literally turned my head for a day or two I think it's the heat it's you know it. we, we have you know obviously to counter what I've already said about you know plants are resilient but I think you know with the heat a plant's job is to reproduce isn't it so under stress it's just going to go to seed and, mm. and that's what they do they just go to seed much quicker stems of the flowers reduce 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 and go to seed so well i've still got a few left of mine i think i need to give them a good hack and see if they come again but i'm kind of hoping for some cooler weather that yeah. they, they might they might come back might if they continue. don't they don't it doesn't matter does it i know well, i've had, I've had house full for weeks it's been beautiful they have been good this year oh beautiful the smell yeah. is just Oh, it's just something else, isn't it? Yeah, I've, I've absolutely really enjoyed my sweet peas this year. So the fact that one section has gone off to seed fine, I'll let it dry out and collect them for next year. That's yeah. what I do every year for yeah. my sweet peas. I don't think I've bought a pack of sweet peas well, for a very long time. I invested this year in sweet peas from a specific grower, you know, a dedicated sweet pea grower. Has one of the national collections, I believe, down in Bognor. And I don't, know, I don't think they're any, any different to the ones you get from Sutton's or DT Brown's, whatever. I don't grow them as a professional sweet pea grower, so I'm probably doing it an injustice. But do you know what? I think I'm just going to save the seed this year and just, just do that next year. Because I enjoy them. I, I don't, never intend to be a serious sweet pea grower. I don't have the time, so I'll just save the seed and enjoy them. We're talking to sweet peas. My peas were growing so well. I love growing peas in my garden. My daughters and I pop out there when they're ripe grab a couple of pods, eat them fresh from the plant. I was going to say, how many make it indoors? Delicious. Yeah, not too many. No. We do have a few. But this year we haven't had any. And the, the plants are growing fine. The pea pods were, were maturing, all looking really, really good. And then suddenly I noticed the plants were dying. Oh, wow. And I went out there and I noticed that about 
10 centimetres off the ground, all the pea plants had been nibbled. Oh, really? So there was a 10 centimetre stalk coming out of the ground. All of them had been eaten by mice. Mice? Mice. Oh. Got them. But why did they wait so long? I don't know why they did yeah, that. Yeah, because usually they'll, they'll go for the seed, won't they? Yeah. Well, you know, when you, when you sow a whole load of peas or sweet peas or whatever like that, they go for the seeds. They dig out the seed. I don't know, maybe I haven't got mice. Maybe it's something else. But that's what they've done. And they did it to my beans as well. So it's all in my front garden. I have some in the back garden. But all my climbing beans, I lost those. My French beans, lost my runner beans. I don't know if it's mice. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. What could it be? In my experience, mice have always gone for the seeds. Bees, beans, peas, Mm. sweet peas, anything like that. Even with a shoot on, they'll dig it up, eat the seed... And leave the shoot. Yeah, and that's what's happened to me before yeah. in previous years. Not not recently. I wonder what it is. I fr- need to put fr- my wildlife camera around. Yeah, so. you do. That's interesting. Pigeons? Could be pigeons. Would they really do that, though, at the bottom of a pea? Do, well, not, they wouldn't raise it like a pair of secretaires through it. Mm. But they'd take the top off, certainly. And they love peas. That's why I stopped growing them. Because, you know, a bit like the brassicas, it's just so much hassle. Damn pigeons. They eat everything. How mature were the plants when these have... Fully mature. Oh, I'm Fully sure, that, mature. sure that's not mice. I don't know what don't it know. is then. Put your wildlife camera out. I'm going to have to do that, aren't I? Yeah. I very upset about it, but as a result, because the peas were pretty much ready... Yes. They've dried out now, oh, so right, I'll okay. keep them. Keep I'll them. keep them for next year. Yeah, yeah. And not plant them in the front garden. No. <laughs> plant them in the back garden where... Be inter- be inter- whatever yeah, beastie is out there, I what that get is. them. I don't know. I've never, never come across that before. No. Ever. How but strange. I lost all my beans and all my Oh, how sad. They didn't touch the broad beans. No. We've had some lovely broad beans. Have you? I'm not a fan of broad beans. My neighbour loves them. Mm. And he grows them every year. Lovely baby broad beans we've yes. had this year. Yeah. Delicious. Still going. Still going. Good. So. Well, my, my runner beans have gone a bit weird this year. As you can see, some of them have gone up. But I don't know. They've, they're not quite dwarf varieties, but um, they don't seem to like climbing very much. They seem to go rambling. So I'm, I'm just trying to train them to go up the poles, but um, we'll get there. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe it is. Yeah. Stopped their growth so much. They've certainly been watered plenty. So, yeah, it could only only be the heat or the variety. I'm not sure because they're, they're a new variety I'm growing this year. So, don't know. We shall see. Oh. The weeds are doing well, though. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you talk about resilient plants. Yeah. Everything else can die in the garden, but you can be rest assured the weeds will continue to grow. And I'm looking out here. I did some weeding yesterday evening and I've missed some. You can see I've just missed these little bits where they hide in plain sight of you, don't they? They do. Well, actually, I was about to cut my little wildflower meadow down. Okay. Because that's all dried out now. Yeah. And I will cut it back and I'll leave the grasses just to sit for a day or two so yes, that the so seeds yeah. will fall. What did um, you use to cut that down then? I'll probably use a strimmer. Okay. I yeah. think it's not that big a patch. Okay. So it's it's doable. Yes. Um, and then yeah, lead them to Don't sit. Don't forget for a to while. walk through the grass first if you're using a strimmer. Frightens all the beasties away. Yes. Yeah, so if there's any beasties hiding in the long grass, walk through the long grass first. If there's only a small patch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And then then strim it. I'll yeah. do that. So we've got some keen scythers here on site. We had a working party the other evening, which I have to say for the record was very poorly attended, and I was very cross about. But we'll move on from that. <laughs> um, but one of the ladies brought her scythe. And um, that's a really super eco way of cutting the grass down. Good workout too. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did she do some? Yeah, yeah, she, 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 yeah, she was all over it. Gosh, good yeah, for her. Yeah, no, what absolutely. do you do with that then? Do you just compost the the grasses? Like you said, just leave it on the ground. Mm. One of the plot holders here has, has picked up bags full of it and is putting it under a courgette and a pumpkins to keep them off the ground. So it's like a straw. 
I haven't had the heart to tell her all the seeds from the grass will, <laughs> will create merry hell next year. I thought that's what you were going to say. She wants a wildflower meadow no, next no, no, year. Though. No, she's put them on her beds. <laughs> okay. Yeah, which is interesting. But hey, it's a way of doing something. It's free hay. She was she was happy with free hay. But I haven't had the heart to tell her that it's... Um, she might she, be doing extra weeding. She'll have her year. own wildflower meadow in her bed next year. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> So what can we still grow? I know last month we mentioned you can still grow a few things now for the late summer. For sowing now? Yeah, if there's some little bits. Because I, I kind of feel this is a sort of transitional time of the year where we're enjoying the fruits of our labour, but I still want to be out in the garden growing and yeah, creating yeah. if I possibly can. And salad stuff's great to grow this time of year. You know, radishes, bomb-proof, absolutely bomb-proof. Put a row of radishes in and six weeks later they're ready for eating. And I, I did some the other day, actually, and they're, they're up already and not mm, far off ready. Lovely. You know, lettuce, I think you mentioned chard earlier when we were just chatting before recording. You know, chard is another good one. Spinach, mm. all that sort of stuff. Easy salad stuff. And it, it comes really quickly. Yeah, now it will, yeah. actually, yeah, won't it? Absolutely. Because heat and yeah, the yeah. ground's warm and everything yeah, exactly, like that. Exactly, exactly. And do you sow bulbs for the autumn? Is that something you do here or at home? I have done. Not, not so much. Obviously, with my housing situation at the moment, I'm in a bit transition at the moment. But up here, not I, I, I don't really. But um, I love alliums. You know, I'll, I'll put some alliums in later on in the year. Daffodils and stuff like that. The garden at home is, is absolutely heaving with, with daff. So I, I probably won't. What about yourself? Well, I'm considering digging up a bit more lawn. Oh, really? <laughs> of the back garden this time. So the front lawn has all gone. Yep. That's my veg patch. So... I don't know, when we left the back garden lawn to go to seed, no mow may, we did that, and we kept it a bit longer. And then we did mow most of it, but left a sort of curve, a really nice curve, okay. by the border. We've got a border down one side, the other side is, again, another sort of veg patch, okay. which is cordoned off with some espalier apple trees. So I've got one border, and it's a bit of a dark, it's a dark area, okay. it's not very, not very warm part of the garden doesn't get a lot of sun doesn't get a lot of sun no okay i have a lot of hardy geraniums in there there's a bay tree there's a few other bits and bobs and it's nice but i feel it's sort of slightly limited okay so when we left this curve of grass to stay there i thought actually i quite like the curve of that because our lawn's quite square okay and might just dig up that curve yeah <laughs> make the borders a bit longer yes and bring it out to the oh, summer nice. that sounds so lovely what are you I, going to plant in that then? well i will plant loads and loads of tuleps okay to begin with yeah. and then i might just see how things yes. are for early next year so um haven't decided which bulbs to plant yet but i didn't plant enough last year and the squirrels tend to get quite a few as well oh, so they? i might have to protect the ground a bit i think parkers from memory do a, an amazing selection of tulip bulbs and they are beautiful tulips, aren't they? Will you do them randomly or will you do them in blocks of colour? Yeah, no, I haven't decided that either. I'm quite a, a random I, person. See, I love a block of colour. <laughs> you, you, know, you, you knew I was going to say it, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I think blocks just look stunning. And the bigger the block, the better, depending on how much space you've got, obviously. But you could do, you know, a row of three, a row of three, a row. Of, you could, oh. could do a whole rainbow effect, couldn't exactly. I, going along? Exactly. I'll have a look. I, I, did, I did get some tulip bulbs last year from peter nissen okay first time i've ever bought tulip bulbs from a specialist yes. bulb supplier rather than just the garden center and the garden center ones are fine but yeah. oh these bulbs were beautiful but the choice Strong the choice you get from a specialist grower is second to none isn't it because they, they just have everything you're almost well you are guaranteed that they're going to be good i was so impressed you pay a little really bit impressed. more of a premium don't you 
And but, there are there sometimes there are deals to get as well mm. if you get them earlier, mm. and also you get more choice if yes. you get them earlier yeah, rather yeah. than leave it till later. So yeah, that's I'm quite excited about that. Go for, block. I, Go for blocks of colour. Go on, please, 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 please. I might well do. None I think, of this randomness. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to have a patch of randomness, but I'll, maybe I'll put that in the front garden. Yeah, do that. In the back garden, I'll do a swave of different colours. Different colours. I'm awesome. really excited. Yeah, I like yeah, to no, dig up lovely. things and change things around a bit. Yeah, yeah. So that's my next project after the after the strawberries digging up that plot i haven't completed digging oh, that in, up yet you've inspired me now have i i know what for for tulips tulips Ooh. well i've got a bed around the corner there that is a bit wild it's a, it's a bit claire should we say yeah <laughs> it's a bit random i'll take them as a compliment <laughs> yeah <think>. absolutely <laughs> well it's, it's got sort of a few spare flowers in it's got it had some lupins in it it's got some foxgloves in it you know it's got all sorts in it but i think maybe it's block a whole block of one type uh, or maybe it's two tulips really close together you know not planted as per the instructions but plant them half the distance apart block of colour that could Ooh, look good could look good especially at the beginning of the year when there isn't that much colour out there there's a yeah. lot of yellows at the beginning of the year which I love absolutely love in we spring. talked about that didn't we the, yeah. the yellow the mm. green and the yellows of the early early spring is just stunning isn't it but love it. just get some deep purples or something like that in there well it's interesting you say purples because last year I did buy dark purple and a kind of copper colour okay. tulip. Oh, but that was nice. It was lovely, but do you know what? I bought it in the autumn and that those colours uh, for me are autumnal colours, right, okay. which is yeah, where yeah. my head was obviously yes. at when I bought them. Yeah. And then when the springtime came round for the tulips to come up, although they were absolutely stunning, I wanted more bright, vibrant colours. Okay. So that was a note I made to myself. Get some more yellow. I do need some. Yes, <laughs> exactly. The more pinks. Yeah. And not, not deep, deep reds because I don't like deep deep reds okay. first thing in, in spring but yeah. you know some more vibrant colours the oranges yeah, the, yeah. you know the, you can, lovely orangey red colours can't you yes you can and you can get variegated ones as well can't you yeah you can and different sort of shape yes. ones the parrot ones all sorts so um, oh I'm going to have to start trawling through tulip catalogues now. What have you done to me, Claire? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like getting excited about different times of the year. It's funny, isn't it, though? Because you, you sort of sit here, middle of the summer. We're always busy in the garden, but we've spoken about a few things you can plant. But we should be sitting back and enjoying it, shouldn't we? But actually, we're thinking about the next season and what we can do for next spring. And there's always something going on, isn't there? I think that's what I love about gardening. You never sit still for too long. And I think you need to have something to look forward to mm. and work towards. Absolutely. For me, I do, yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Because I know those months, November, December, January, February, you know, there are hard months for gardeners, yes. I think. So to know that you've prepared and got something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah. It's and when will you plant important. your tulip bulbs then? October, November. Is it? Okay. Not too early. No. So that's probably the time I normally do. Things have died down a bit by then and you can see where there are gaps. Yes in yeah, borders yeah. and things well the border you're saying borders the, the the bed or the border underneath the magnolia tree at home is now full of geraniums and stuff like that. they've all flowered and gone to seed so i've cut all those back but that's been amazing because early in the spring it was daffodils then it went to bluebells then it's gone to geraniums and amongst all that there was the hellebores oh it's been beautiful wow. it's been absolutely glorious nicely thought out oh, someone far cleverer than me has sort of thought that out so yeah well, I think we're coming to the end of it yes I suppose you yeah. are the whole cycle yeah because obviously we moved in at the end of September so we've probably seen everything now but it's, it has been a revelation 
looking at the different things coming out of the garden and um, one of the things that has done really well in the garden looks really great as well actually is the salvias oh, okay yes beautiful yeah. they beautiful. like this kind Dain- of dry weather exactly, as well. but dainty little flowers all sorts of colors and last year i thought i'd take some cuttings so september time i so end of september i took took a load of cuttings just popped them in pots and every single one of them took Really? Yeah, yeah, so giving away salvias. Oh, how lovely. Yeah, no, and beautiful as well. One of them, my favourite, is it's white, mainly white, but then it's got like a red lip to it. Mm. Beautiful, absolutely beautiful. Really pretty. Yeah, no, it's stunning. So when you took the cuttings, because this yeah. is something I was going to talk about, actually. Okay. Now you can take cuttings, this time of year you can. Mm. How long a cutting did you take? Was it a couple of inches? Yeah, pr- probably three or four inches, and then cut it down to a leaf node, and then took off the, the, the leaves from that node, and then just put it, I, I actually used a little bit of rooting hormone, and popped it in just a sort of six inch pot mm-hmm. with a really well draining compost and put them around the edge probably half a dozen per pot put them around the edge of each variety and yeah really really successful did you store them in the greenhouse over yeah, the winter yeah just in then? a cold greenhouse yeah. yeah just kept them you know just gave, gave them a watering sort of once a month and they've done really well. It's brilliant. Yeah, Plants yeah, for really free. Pretty. Yeah, exactly. It's great, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about doing the same with my rosemary bush, actually. Okay. Which, years ago, we had this amazing, huge rosemary bush in the garden. And then one winter, it must have been a horribly cold, cold winter because yeah. it just killed it. Did it? And I didn't think it could. I thought they were really hardy. Yeah, really woody and tough. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just went. And since then, I've had smaller rosemary bushes in different parts of the garden. I'm trying to find a location where they're really happy. Yes. And I haven't fully succeeded yet, but so I thought I'd take some more cuttings to have extra rosemary bushes. So should I lose yes. some? Yes. Yeah, good then idea. Good idea. Well, Phil, tiny. at the end of my plot, he's got a fantastic rosemary bush. So, well, don't tell yeah. Phil, but I might go and uh, nick some of his rosemary then. Because <laughs> I love ro- rosemary's great with oh, potatoes yeah. and... Yeah. All the way throughout the winter you can yes, use it. It's and great, those lovely it? it's stews lovely. and yeah, things yeah, like that. Beautiful yeah, it's flavour, isn't it? Lovely, lovely herb. So yes. that's what I'm going to do with cuttings. But yeah, take cuttings now. And actually talking about your geraniums, it was good to hear that you cut them right back down because if you do cut them right back down and water them well, you might get a second flush. A second flush, yeah, yeah. I might give them some water then. But it's really, it's, it's always in the shade the, the, underneath the magnolia tree. So... Uh, it's, it's not bad and it's well mulched as well so probably be all right probably be all right yeah. the other thing you can do with hardy geraniums as well is you can dig them up and split them in half okay or quarters if they're a massive geranium plant and then repot them on yes. or repot them in different pl- parts well, to be of fair, the garden. Though, they're all over the place so I, I might do that anyway and mm. put some in pots and take them with me yeah loads of geraniums yeah. i've got lots of hardy geraniums they seem to like my garden yeah no, they're, no, they're good aren't they actually i've really enjoyed them this year they've been nice should we go do this carrot? Yes, let's go do the carrot. I can't Come wait. Come on. Let's go do that. We'll walk this way. Okay, Live so we are walking down Steve's plot at the moment, heading past... Oh, your cosmos looks great. Look lovely, don't they? Look yeah, at that one. Yeah, lovely cosmos. The variegated one. That's beautiful, isn't it? Really pretty. Yeah. They're coming well with, with a couple of weeds in a Yeah, nice, nice of, yellow weed. Do you like the, um, the zinnia? Yeah, Purple they're prints. huge. Beautiful, aren't they? They are. Yeah. Lovely colour. It goes nicely with the colour of the uh, random cosmos. Random coloured antirhinums. Yeah. <laughs> random. Like Did you see that? Random Well coloured. done. <laughs> He's learning. <laughs> slowly, slowly, slowly. The past some of the dahlia beds. The onions. They're huge. Wow. Shh. Shh. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> okay. Now, right. we've come to one of your carrot boxes. Yep. They look great, don't they? they look, look at those. Right, so you've got yeah. a good sort of maybe 50 centimetres growth on the top. Yeah, on of those. the top. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so these are a variety called um, sweet candle, grown in the way I grow them with a magic mix of compost in a, in a core of 
sand, sharp sand, and always covered. So there's no breeze today, so no chance of carrot fly blowing around. So we're going to lift, lift the covers off, He's which we've done. Now. Yeah, which is awesome. So. How are you feeling? Before you do this, how are you feeling about this, Steve? A bit nervous, if I'm honest. <laughs> I haven't pre-pulled the carrot. This is, this is a genuine live. So we just uncover the shoulder a bit so we can actually get hold of something. How long are you expecting this carrot to well, be? Well, these, these are a, the, the, this is a stump-rooted variety. So if it's about a foot long, it'll be perfect. Any shorter than that is fine, as long as they're all the same sort of size, that's great. But um, the box at the end there is the long carrots. So they're in a three foot long deep box. So I'm hoping they're going to be three foot long. Wow. But we'll see. When are so, you planning to pull those? Oh, that's going to be the day before the show. Okay. Yeah. We could do one now if you want it. No, 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 no. no. Okay, let's this just do this. one of the stump. So you're pulling this one now because it's ready? Well, to be honest, it, it kind of, the shoulders came up over the top, so... It will go green, so it'll be no good for the show. I keep, I keep keep them covered a little bit, but I thought it'd be a bit of fun just uh, just doing it live on the podcast, really. Yeah. Okay. I've been looking forward to this. So grab hold of the uh, the green, and then grab hold of the top of the carrot, gently twist, and pull. Oh, look at that! Look at that! Look at that! Not quite a stamp on it yet, but um, that's good though. Look that, at that. That's looking good, isn't it? It's a good carrot. I'll have to take a photo of you, Steve, with Take a photo with the carrot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Magnificent carrot. Well done. Congratulations. There we Such go. First baby. Yes, yes. Not first carrot baby. Yes, it's all right. It's all right. I'd, I'd probably give it a six out of ten. But, yeah, it's all right. What are you going to do with it? I'm going to give it to you so you can eat it. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. You've got to eat your first carrot. <laughs> There we go. That looks stunning. Thank you. Very, very good specimen. Well done, Wonderful. Steve. Wonderful. What a great experiment. There you go. Live, <laughs> live. Made good, made good radio. <laughs> it's good stuff. <laughs> well, this is what it's all about, isn't it, though? Enjoying what we've grown and exactly. having a bit of fun with it. Exactly. Well, we've really enjoyed this edition of Growing Together down here at the Adhurst Estate Allotment. Everything is looking fabulous down here. Just gorgeous colours. It's all growing exactly how an allotment should be. I always love it down here, but this time of year is really, really nice, It's isn't nice, it? isn't it? Yeah, no, it's glorious. Thank you for coming. Nice to see you, Steve. Yeah. Thanks very much. See you soon. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to contact us, you can email us, team at shineradio.uk, or you can give us a call on 01730 555 500. See you next month. Happy gardening. together new every month and always online at shineradio.uk the first ever petersfield walking festival is approaching on foot this is susie wilde the petersfield walking festival includes more than 40 guided walks around our area and on the 27th of August, you can join me in my Labrador rain for an easy walk from Sheet to Durley Marsh and then beside the river into Petersfield. Find information about all the walks, including Shine Radio's Wild Walk in aid of the Rosemary Foundation Hospice at Home at petersfieldwalkingfestival.co.uk. Support Petersfield's Shine Radio and the Rosemary Foundation in the Petersfield Walking Festival. Dogs are welcome, and I hope to see you on Saturday the 27th of August.